The most important thing is that you have a vision, that you have a goal. Because without that vision and without that goal, again, you're drifting around and you're never going to end up anywhere. People don't become successful just by accident. You're going to get your ass kicked, we're going to get the shit kicked out of us. You got to get up, you got to have faith that the one thing you wanted to happen, oftentimes is the best thing that never happened. So have faith, just keep that in mind, keep plugging away. Never accept the limitations of someone else. Somebody told you that it's impossible. Don't even try. Give up before you even fucking try it for yourself. Never accept the goddamn limitation that someone else has placed upon you. And now, FitnessInformant.com presents the Iron Union Podcast. Let's go. Back inside the FI studio, the Booty and the Beast studio. The FI studio. I don't know what to call it. The Buckeye kitchen. The Fit Butters kitchen. The FB kitchen, <laughs> FI studio. We have too many names. How are you, Danielle? <laughs> oh, I'm good. What I'm do you mean good. you're good? What's the sigh like? Oh, I'm good. I you know, just, good. That was really good. Yeah, you were really on point there. I am. I, I Making know. fun of me. I know exactly like the daily. who you are, what you're about. <laughs> Today's a cool day. We have Blessing the Boogeyman in as our guest as we sit... I think like less than six weeks out from the Olympia. Yeah. Something that we're obviously not going to be at. Um, and I'm torn because I want to see our friends on stage. For so sure. it's like, we're not going to be there, but do I stream it? And so it's like, I don't know what to do I, mm-hmm. and we'll figure it out. But Boogeyman, Charles, Nick, Brett could still be there. He's got, yep. he's got one more show in Spain. He just finished second in Romania. Um, I think bodybuilding, like this is, it's so crazy to me because this is the year I was most excited about the Olympia because we never had an we've, opportunity to see we Charles. We know more and more people up on stage too. It's kind of cool. Like we have more people to support this year than ever. So it's, yeah, it's, it's a hard one. It is a hard one. And, uh, but we'll, we'll obviously figure out what to do, but it was good to have blessing on yesterday. News broke that he signed a multi-year deal with muscle tech, which is one of the oldest running brands in sports, nutrition, Mm -hmm. active nutrition, bodybuilding, nutrition. I was part of the first ever digital press conference. It was me. It was price plow. It was RX muscle Dave Palumbo. It was muscular development. So you had two media outlets from the bodybuilding world and you had two media outlets from the sports nutrition world for the Mm -hmm. very first time ever. So it was really cool to do that. But as you guys listen to this podcast, you'll, you'll, you'll get the, the grasp on who and what he stands for. The vibe. He's, he's a very like kind person and you can definitely tell that like he will never change. And I love like his content on social media and we touched this later on too, but like he just expanded to a whole new audience. Like, and that's the cool part. Like not only is he entertaining, he's bringing this really cool like aspect to the bodybuilding world, but he's also expanding into a whole new, you know, audience in the social media world so it's really cool to see that it was great and, and like i mentioned uh on this podcast like i mentioned to muscle tech is they didn't sign a bodybuilder they signed a personality who just happens to be really fucking good at bodybuilding yeah. um, which is going to be great for them so we are obviously less than six weeks away from the olympia you guys are going to hear the conversation here with boogeyman in just a second we want to take an opening as we get into the official like we can can we officially like say happy holidays I think so. Wow. I love all the holiday stuff. It's I know my you absolute do. favorite. And I think maybe it's because I'm a Christmas baby that maybe I'm just like You're a more week in love before with it. Christmas. Don't call I yourself still, a Christmas anyone baby. You're going to deter- the month 
like even like a couple weeks of Christmas, you can say you're a Christmas baby. That's real. If you are a December baby and your birthday is close to Christmas, you understand. Everything was always clumped together. What People if you're have January holiday 1st? Events. Okay, it's a little. January 1st is just as close to Christmas as December yes, 18th. But at the same time, do you know how many times when I was growing up that my birthday was clumped into holiday things? It just happens. It's real. People, I would imagine people if your birthday was understand. the 1st of January, it's probably clumped in too. Yeah, exactly. So it's, is a January 1st baby a Christmas baby? I, I would say so. Wow. I was baby Jesus in our Christmas play at church when I Did was Did y'all just hear that? I was baby Jesus. <laughs> She's calling herself baby fucking Jesus on this I was podcast. a week old and I was a part of Holy like the nativity shit. scene. We, I it's mean, real. <laughs> there is going to be Jehovah Witnesses knocking on our fucking door now. Ever, you you guys have seen like the real people nativity scenes. I was baby Jesus. So you were you were so you just sat in the nativity scene inside of a little cradle. No, uh, Mary held straw. me. <laughs> a human being held you for hours inside of a nativity scene. No, haven't you ever seen like the little? Play what part? kind of fucking childhood did you have? Holy You're just shit. destroying this whole thing. I mean, you literally said, I'm baby Jesus. I said, and I, was, I held... was baby Jesus. Oh, as so you're a not baby. baby Jesus anymore. Now you're no. a grown up, <laughs> long beard. Okay, anyways, I love the holidays. <laughs> <laughs> so we're, we're going to take this opportunity now uh, uh, as we pivot into the holiday talk to talk about <laughs> our Black Friday deals at Fitbitters. We're going to be having an entire section on fitnessinformer.com for the best Black Friday Cyber Monday deals in active and sports nutrition, uh, including ours, but we want to take the time today. And this is the first time that you guys are hearing this publicly. Uh, and we haven't even published this at Fitbitters. We just told our FitFam ambassador team yesterday on a call. Um, mm -hmm. So... We're going to have three different tiers this year again. Now, we've done this, I think, for three years in a row. So the discount in terms of on the jars itself, relatively the same, but we're going to have free gift with purchase on each tier. So tier one. Is a four-pack for $50, free shipping, and a sticker pack. Get the if official you guys, I wish Fiddler I could get a little pack. closer to the camera, but this is the fun, thick AF. I like to spoon and then more flavors, less gimmicks, and all the fit butters. So, so 50 bucks gets you four free shipping and the sticker packs. And it fits perfectly on your phone. If you so. have the iPhone Max. I don't know if it fits the smaller version. Yeah. But anyways, anyway. it's cool. Tier number two, six jars of fit butters, 75 bucks. You're going to get the kick-ass sticker pack. And we're also going to give you a $10 gift card to fitbutters.com. So again, you're, you're kind of seeing we're discounting the product. We're giving you a free gift of purchase. And then the big tier, uh, the best tier is? It's an eight pack for $100, free shipping, sticker pack, $10 gift card, and the amazing shirt that we have finally made. We're super excited about this. We've talked about doing apparel somewhat like, obviously we have the plain Fit Bars ones that just like our team and like Fit Fam has, but this is the first like legit cool shirt that has like a saying with it yeah that, like is just a little more you know fun it's awesome uh you know obviously kind of against apparel for the longest time realize there's a lot of people that that want to rep the brand so uh one thing to note if you're a big fit Butters fan or you plan on taking advantage of this sale on black friday it's gonna start at black friday midnight so 12 a.m friday morning runs through cyber monday at 11 59 p.m um and that's gonna be central time because that's our time zone once you get to the point where you unlock the third tier, so your gift card and your sticker packs are automatically going to be added to the cart for you. 
if you add eight jars and you unlock the third tier, there's going to be a pop-up or a drop-down on your phone that's going to say, please select your free Black Friday Thick AF t-shirt. The reason being is we're going to let you select your size. We got a number of small, medium, large XLs and 2XLs with a sizing chart on the website so you can mm-hmm. actually pick your size. First come, first serve. That's how it's working. Um, you know, obviously we looked at kind of our customer base and said, okay, what sizes do we need? And this is one of the reasons why I don't love doing apparel is because it's really hard to forecast which sizes people are gonna need. But you will mm-hmm. have an opportunity. So the earlier you take advantage of the sale the and you get in there, options you have. the more options you're going to have. If mm-hmm. we sell out of this shirt, we're gonna sub it with a Fitbutters logo tee that we have. They're still gonna be the same Gildan soft style t- type t-shirt. So it's not a cheap t-shirt that you get mm-hmm. from a lot of sports nutrition brands. They're typically paying like three bucks a shirt. This one costs us quite a bit of money. It's double-sided, it's full color. The material's awesome. The material's awesome. Uh, and again, it's a unisex. So if you're a, typically say you're a medium and you're a female, you're probably gonna fit into a small. If you're a mm-hmm. small and you're a female, the small might just fit a little bit bigger. Um, but guys, obviously, like I wear a large because I like my shirts a little bit more tight. Mm-hmm. I could fit into an XL as well. So just keep that in mind. Again, the size chart will be there for you guys. Again, that goes live 12 a.m. on Black Friday until 11.59 on Cyber Monday, p.m. on Cyber Monday. So I'm stoked about the sale. Yep, it's oh, hey, exciting. And we're launching... Oh, Italian rainbow cookie. Yeah, I mean, that's our only almond butter we've ever done as a brand. <laughs> almond butters and, have a special place in my heart, so I, I always get excited about this one. Yeah, so in two and a half <laughs> years, it'll be, you know, it's our only almond butter we've ever done, so we will be launching that on Black Friday again at our website and at retailers around the country if they carry it as well. So with that being said, I think that we we wrap it up. Wrap it up. So much stuff to say to that, but I can't do it. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Boogeyman. Let's go. Let's go. Adding my product is going to help you get to where you want to be. Five percenters is five percent of the people in the world that are willing to do whatever it takes to reach their goals. We're talking about business, success, education. Willing to do whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. For the last two decades, we have been the best kept secret of the supplement industry. We've kept our heads down and worked. We pioneered full label transparency and full therapeutic doses because we believe that truly hard work requires truly effective tools. Two decades is a long time to commit to one pursuit. But when you act with purpose and become centered in yourself, eventually you realize that you were born and bred for this. The things you once thought impossible, you now do every day. We don't like the easy way, just doesn't feel right. We'll take the long, hard road over a shortcut any day. It takes longer, sure, but in the end, you know you earned it. And with the right team behind you, pushing yourself further than you've ever been will be just another afternoon doing what you love most.
This man needs no introduction. Uh, I mean, he is qualified for the 2022 Mr. Olympia, winning back-to-back shows this year as a as a one of the world's most known bodybuilders now. Blessing, but you are uh, you're almost like a Hollywood superstar of sorts in the world of fitness and bodybuilding. Don't, don't gas me, Brian. It is. <laughs> it, I mean, I've known you. I have known you for years, and you have been the same lovable teddy bear since the first day I met you, with mm-hmm. the biggest sense of humor on the planet. Exactly, man. You know, I mean, you, you, you'll always have to remember, you know, who you are and where you came from, you know. And, you know, even when I go back home and, and I see hands open, I go back home and I go to the, the little town that I grew up and all my friends seem to be like, yo, you're still the same guy. You never, I'm like, well, why will I change? Yeah. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is what made me who I am. So why will I, why would you uh, fix something that's not broken? So, you know, it doesn't matter how. You know, I'll be at Miguel or maybe Olympic title, whatever. You know, this is who I am, and this is what I will continue to be. <laughs> well, you just mentioned the Olympia title. We are five, six weeks away from the showcase, the biggest show in bodybuilding. How are you feeling this far out from the show right now? Oh, uh, bro, I'm dude. Listen, man, this is this is dangerous right now. I am so dangerous right now. You know, you know, bodybuilding is ninety percent mental. Mm-hmm. If you know right here, nothing will go right. You know, so I'm at a stage right now where yo, I am so focused. You know, especially just signing a new deal with Muscle Tech, and mentally, I'm in a really, really good space. And I have never worked so hard in my life. You know, I've never trained so hard in my life. The amount of details that I've put into this prep. You know, I don't think a lot of the guys are doing a lot of things that I'm doing. Mm. You know, you guys must see me doing a lot of the, you know, outdoor videos, going to Miami, wrestling people, all of that. You know, I'm still having fun with it. But, you know, I'm in a really good spot. I am super excited. I am dangerous. And it's going to be, this show's going to be one for the books. You've been involved in some conflict this year in a good way, I think. When it comes to so bodybuilding, when it was back Jay Ronnie days, they used their DVDs and magazines to take stabs and jabs at each other, right? We have social media, something you're an expert at. You know, Nick Walker, Charles Griffin, There's a, and both these men are going to be on stage in five weeks. Charles is actually a friend of ours. He's here mm-hmm. in Minneapolis. Yep. So, like, when you have the banter back and forth with Nick and Charles and other competitors, is that something that you welcome as a competitor, or is it something that you want to shy away from, but you feel you have to respond to things that they say? I mean, you know, I'm sure you guys can remember, you know, uh, in the first few interviews that I did, me coming into the, the uh, IVB Pro League. And, you know, I mentioned so many times that, you know, I want to change bodybuilding. You know, I want to make bodybuilding more fun. Again, I want to I wanna make bodybuilding more exciting. A lot of people doubted me because they don't believe I've got what it takes. You know, just because of all the antics that they see I do on a daily on social media, a lot of these people don't think I do take bodybuilding seriously. Bodybuilding is my life. You know, matter of fact, body, without bodybuilding, literally, I have no idea, you know, what I'm, you know, uh, what I'm doing right now. So my goal is to make this sport more entertaining. And look, listen, we're in the era of social media. Literally, you cannot do anything without social media. Yep. You can't put your phone down for five minutes. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not healthy, but this is life now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is how you get paid. This is how you sell your product. This is how you market yourself. You know, so we have all these tools. Why can't we not just take advantage of this, you know, and capitalize, you know? And, and because we can, reach, we, can, we can reach so many people, you know, through social media, 
So I feel like if we use social media the right way and if we are using it the right way, bodybuilding is going in a different direction right now, in a, in a really good direction right now. With a little bit of entertainment, with a little bit of back and forth, you know, all these stuff is just get the fans talking. Mm -hmm. Whether you're talking positively about me or talking negatively about me, guess what? You are still talking. Mm -hmm. You know, so that little back and forth with Nick, you know, it was exciting. You know, the promoters, they love it. Jay Cool, actually, after my, you know, the, the way I performed in 2021 and not, not showing up to wear shoes, you know what Jay Cool did? He actually came over to me, you know, and he shook my hand and he goes, thank you for what you're trying to, what you're trying to do for bodybuilding. And I see that as, as a, even though I lost, I see that as a, as a massive win because I know this guy loves it mm -hmm. and they back it up and they see what I'm trying to do. You know, it's not the fact that I'm being an arrogant. No, this is sport. This is competition. This is what we do. You know, and like I said, bodybuilding is 90% mental. If you find a way that you can really trigger your opponent, you know, maybe that can put your spot up from, you know, placing the tank to ninth or to whatever. You might as well use it. So this is this is the thing that I do welcome, and I feel like the fans love it. Whether they agree with me or not, I think they do love it. <laughs> well, what's funny, it's the New York Pro that year, I, the, the banter between you and Nick, and we made a banner at FI on this, like, I think so many people tuned in and bought the, like, the live stream because of the banter that you guys brought, the mm -hmm. entertainment. And so I come, and you're familiar with this, being with Redcon for a long time, and, you know, Eduardo and Ryan, and those guys are big pro wrestling fans down there. I'm a pro wrestler, <laughs> so I get the concept of trying to sell, put asses in seats and sell tickets. Mm -hmm. Why can't we do that? with pro wrestling. And I think you do the best job at it. Mm -hmm. um, so going into the Olympia then, how are you going to get people hyped up for your appearance on the big stage back in Las Vegas? I mean, you know, um, this first Olympia is going to be, what I'm trying to do is going to be out. It's going to be really hard to do it, to do what I'm trying to do because, you know, you can't talk a lot of shit and not be able to back it up. You know what I mean? Right. So this Olympia, right, it's going to be a, a shocker for a lot of people because there's still people out there that do not believe that I'm about this life. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Even after winning back-to-back in the pro and know your pro, they still. So I've got a lot to prove because I feel like I've got a lot of load on my back, you know, and I am proud to carry this. I, this is, this is who I am and this is what I love to do. So I've got a lot of work to do and, after pre-judging, right? After pre-judging at Olympia, oh, it, 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 it's the game is fucked. <laughs> <laughs> because you know, I'm going to be coming into the finals with a lot of fucking energy. Because now, the fans know, we will get to see blessing Nick Walker side by side. Because, you know, you can't say one is better than the other. Now they believe Nick is on a whole other level than the boogeyman because I still haven't been able to you know, do exactly what I've been saying. But this Olympia, I will do that. And that will be the start of a new era for bodybuilding. Because <laughs> I'm going to get nasty. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what does success look like at the Olympia? Obviously, you want to win, right? I think anybody going into the Olympia, if they go in with the mindset like, hey, I don't want to win, you shouldn't be there. But for you to consider it a success, is it just the fact that you're there? Do you want top 10? Is there a placement in your mind in which you will be comfortable and happy with? Granted, again, you still want to win the show, 
But I always find it interesting. We had Terrence on here a couple of years ago, and I think at that point he said, I want to finish third. And now he's been consistently second, um, you know, behind arguably the most popular bodybuilder on the planet, and, and Chris Bum said. So mm. what, what do you define as a, a successful Olympia for you? So when I decided to pursue this uh, career, you know, I promised myself to be the – I want my goal is to be the best at it because, you know, I got family back in Nigeria who depends on me. Mother, father, brothers, sisters, you know. So this is it for me. This, this is it, mm-hmm. you know. So I'm not just there to be a mediocre mind. I'm here to be the best. But then again, this is bodybuilding, right? And it's all about being realistic, you know. And since I started this sport since day one, look, look, I'm always, I'm like my worst critic, you know. So that's why it doesn't matter any negative I may get online. It doesn't face me because listen, I've said it all to my, I've said it, I've. I've called myself all these names. I've said it all to myself, so it, it, it doesn't face me, you know? And my goal is to beat the best at it, right? And I believe I've got what it takes to be the best. But like I said, bodybuilding is a little different. It's not like soccer. It's not like football or basketball where, you know, you're with the team and then you can get a lucky shot, you know? But it's all about size, you know, timing, you know? Uh, age, maturity. So you need all of that. Going into this Olympia, my goal is to, my goal is to try and get as close to that title as possible. Stepping up that stage will give me a a, a, a clear vision of where I'm at in this mm-hmm. sport mm-hmm. and how quick I can get to that title or how quick I can win that title. So this is literally, you know, front of, I'm going to be at my best and trying to get as close to that title as possible. And right after that, we'll put a game plan together, and it's go time. Are you planning on doing the Arnold as well? Uh, yes, and I do see myself in that first call-up, by the way. Well, I mean, that's – I love it. Yes, I love for it. sure. Uh, so Danny handles our TikTok on things, and you <laughs> become like a – again, just TikTok, YouTube, Instagram. Do you have any questions about his TikTok presence? You know, I just, I was actually just scrolling through it right before this again. I've looked at it many times and I see you popping up all the time, but I have to say one thing that I love is just like the entertainment side versus a lot of bodybuilders that you see making TikToks and Instagram reels. It's all about like, oh, they're like gym workouts, they're focused. And obviously you still have those, but I love like the the funny aspect that you throw into it, the entertaining aspect. And that's something that you don't ever really see. When did you really start doing that? Um, You know, like uh, one thing with being a bodybuilder, right? You know, okay. First thing for me, you know, my, I love being relatable. You know, I have to, if I create something or, you know, a career content or even just an a night for a supplement, whatever. I, I, all, my goal is to make it as relatable as possible. Mm-hmm. You know, the persona, you know, uh, that, you know, the, the way people look at us, you know, the, the, the wide audience or whatever, they see us as a head, you know, like <laughs> unfriendly, just intimidating and unapproachable. And I totally understand that because 99% of bodybuilders are like that. You know, they're, you know, they're kind of like, they care too much about their body. So 24-7 is about the body. If you see a bodybuilder in public, and you, when you look at them, if you look at them in the wrong way, they can think, like, oh, if you're saying something about my body, or they, a lot of them will give you this kind of vibe that it, it's just like, you know, look, I'm the shit, you know? <laughs> Especially the guys who step on the Olympic stage, they kind of like, 
put themselves out there and they kind of look down on a lot on other people. So my thing is like, I don't want that. I don't like that look. I don't like that persona, you know. So and I want to show. And I've I've got a lot of I've got a lot of young people following. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, how can I inspire these people to be their best version? Or maybe they want to be a bodybuilder. How can I inspire them to go for it? You know, if all I show them all day long is me being depressed, miserable, getting out of my lunchbox all day and going to the gym, coming back home, I am, I just, I am disengaged with the public. I can't relate because I'm not doing anything that can make me relatable to, to, to people. So, you know, I wanted to break that. You know, I wanted to show this younger generation that you can be a, a good ass bodybuilder and still be able to do all the things. Mm-hmm. You know, and as well, entertainment is a big factor. It's it's so big. Literally, if you look at boxing, MMA right now, especially boxing, it's not about being the best boxer in the world anymore. Mm-hmm. You look at Floyd Mayweather. For him right now, it's literally entertainment. Mm-hmm. So it will fight. It will fight any YouTuber that has a little bit of clout for entertainment purposes. He doesn't care about his, uh, whatever legacy or whatever, or it's uh, whatever. No. It's literally entertainment and, of course, getting paid, mm-hmm. you know? So that's what I'm all about. And I might think, you know, when, when especially working with a supplement company, you know, and our first, my first conversation with, with Mustafa was the fact that I'm so different and I'm so unique and the fact that I bring in something different into the, into, the, into, the, into the world of fitness and bodybuilding. And when they told me, look, listen, you don't even have to compete. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. that's all because of all the things that I do outside the fitness and bodybuilding, which mm-hmm. a lot of these guys would say, oh, it's a clown. Oh, you didn't used to come in the Instagram bodybuilder. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think the fun but, part but too. The oh, they don't realize is, but what they don't realize is with that, all of that stuff, extra that I'm doing outside, I will not be here right now. I will still be back in Dublin, Ireland because in order to be the best bodybuilder in the world, it takes a long time, a lot of dedication. It's a slow process. Mm-hmm. You look at some of these top bodybuilders, top three at Olympia, top four at Olympia. You know, I'm not mocking them, but if you if you heard somebody deals that you're locked into, you'd be like, "Are you serious?" Mm-hmm. You know, because the reach is not there. Right. You know, which is what brands pay for. And in order to do that, you got to make yourself relatable, or you're C-bomb. Yeah, well, I mean, we said yesterday on the call, you know, when I initially thought maybe it was Rami signing with, with Muscle Tech, and I wouldn't have liked that. And, and nothing against him. He's a great bodybuilder. But he doesn't have personality and domestically. Now, internationally, that market, you know, is a little bit different. They still, you guys are, are gods in Brazil and in these other countries. But domestically in America, you have to have personality. Like, if you're mm-hmm. going to pull in revenue for a brand in which you are an athlete for or a spokesperson for, you have to be more than just a meathead, like you said, and you do a really good. So when they announced it was you, I was like, damn, that's a good get. That's a great get. Also, sure. obviously, you're a great human being. And I think about, I want to talk a little bit about Redcon specifically, Aaron. Now, there, like you said yesterday, Nicole, a lot of people will say things about Aaron. I hear it every single day. Mm-hmm. What Aaron did for you and what Aaron did for me is I will forever be grateful to Aaron Singerman. He was the first brand to come on with Fitness Informant. It was his 40th birthday that we went down there. That was mm-hmm. our first date officially. Yep. <laughs> That's when you were there. Um, yep. So speak a little bit about Aaron, what he's meant to you, what he's done for you, um, for the people listening and watching. You know, this life, right? Life is, life is funny, right? Life is a journey, right? Right. 
and you know you're gonna encounter you know specific type of people you know group team whatever along the way and maybe you think like you know we're supposed to be meant forever but no they've got the specific role in your journey and when the time is up everybody will go their go their own way you know so me coming to Reckon One, you know, actually, I actually remember having that conversation with uh, with Aaron, and uh, and he specifically told me, he "Goes, I don't ever want you to leave, you know. I want you to stay the rest of your career here in Reckon One, and which is this is which is what I agree. This is this right. that's what I do. I'm not the type of guy that would jump from one brand to another. Like, out of my career, I've been with two brands. That's not a lot of professional mm-hmm. body. We can say that, you know. So. I literally like made up my mind, like, yo, Rexon One is that's final, that's it. And and I promise, like, listen, I'm gonna win you that Olympia. I promise you, I will win you that Olympia. And um, so that was the that was the mindset, that was the that was the game. And and of course, you know, I've always had the dream to live in America, you know. So when Heron presented that opportunity to me, like I wasn't even supposed to move. He flew me out there to meet the team. In twenty eight end of twenty eighteen, I'm like, yo, South this is my first time in South Florida. I'm like, this is insane. It's crazy. And went to the office, we were talking and he goes, he goes, what, so what do you think of Book Return? Book Return said, this is paradise. Yeah. And he goes, So what, you think would, would you move down here? I said, like, Would I what? I was like, Hell yeah. <laughs> he goes, You wanna move? Let's do it. Literally, I went home, packed myself. So that was uh, not a lot of people will understand this, mm-hmm. you know, because if you're if you come from Africa where you had nothing, nothing, literally nothing, and then was able to make it to Europe, Ireland, you know, and then from Ireland, you're able to come to America, the land of opportunity, chase this American dream. That's rare. Not a lot of kids will get this type of opportunity. So I do not take it lightly. So that's why, you know, Aaron will always have a special place in my heart because what he did for me and what Reckon One did for me and you know, the, the, the thought of me and never, you know, and that's why I went on a, a lot of people like, oh, yeah, I was crying on 12 podcasts and that, 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 that. People don't realize when that first issue with Reckon 1 happened, I did not tell nobody, bro. I did not spoke about it to nobody. So, because I was so focused on Indie Pro, mm-hmm. I bottled everything in. It actually became so much motivation for me that, well, listen, I'm just, I'm, I was just so pumped to get on that stage and prove the world wrong. You know, so when I went on uh, Quad Podcast, it wasn't it wasn't planned. So it was asking, it's like, so what's the situation? Was it a ta ta ta? And then that was the first time I ever got to speak about Reckon One. And of course, you know what? It's like you've been in a relationship with a girl or whatever, even though you guys are done, you know? But, you know, that emotion attachment is still yep. there. So when Quad asked me about that, so that's why. I got emotional just thinking about the journey and what it did for me. I wasn't crying because I got let go. You know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just like emotional attachment. So every time I get a chance to speak about Aaron Singerman, I can, you know, I can never, I don't even, I, I can't even see anything bad, you know? Right. There's nothing bad. I don't see anything bad out there that I can say about him, mm-hmm. you know? And I've seen him with a lot of other people, a lot of athletes, he's up a lot of other one thing is Aaron's in a potential on you, dude, he will go extra mile mm-hmm. to help you. Mm-hmm. You know, I can remember when I brought my training partner back from, from Dublin, from 
first time. This kid is nobody. And I introduced hey, yo, Heron, this is my training partner. You know what he did? He walked this dude all around record headquarters, just so show him room to room, like who does that? Right. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So it just shows that Aaron is such a it's such a good person and I'm sure he's gonna be back home soon and we're always gonna be able to hit it together like, you know, we are friends, you know. Mm-hmm. So nothing changed. You got and, to- um, yeah, that's that's what it is. You get a really cool opportunity with Redcon to work side by side, a mentor of yours and Kai Green, or he became a mentor of yours. Like you guys were training partners. Kai is an artist. Yes. He's a bodybuilder who's an artist. And if you ever get the opportunity to listen to Kai speak, you better devote plenty of time because he, he obviously is very thoughtful in conversation yes. and very thoughtful. And he's just got a different way of viewing life mm-hmm. in general. What was it like for you to train alongside Kai, to get his advice, to get his mentorship on this journey as you're approaching Vegas here in December? Again, you know, that was another pivot moment in my career, you know, when Heron announced that, you know what, we're signing Kai and Kai's going to be coming down to South Florida and he would like to see me and Kai do contests together and train together. I'm like, whoa. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I remember Kai was the second IV pro bodybuilder I met back in 2012. It was guest hosting in Dublin, Ireland. And actually, I, I got a picture with him. So the first time he came out to South Florida, I'm like, yo, you remember, you know, when you came out to Ireland? I couldn't really remember. And I showed him this picture. I was like, yo! <laughs> I was like, yeah, that was a picture. I was like, little skinny blessing, you know? So, uh, so that was, you know, been here, you know, training with Kai. Throughout my pro debut, Kai was there, you know, he was, we went through a lot of posting together, you know, being able to listen to Kai and learn and get some game from him. Because, dude, Kai, that's a, that, Kai would go down as own crown Mr. Olympia, mm-hmm. you know? He is one of the best, one of the greatest, you know, and he's so unique, you know, mm-hmm. at what he does. The attention to details, you know, so a lot of things I learned from him, you know, even, you know, when you're working out and then you're making that connection as being on stage. So every movement, you are literally posting on stage. So, you know, he uh, taught me a whole nother level of mind-muscle connection which is something I'll be forever grateful. And we actually, we still train together. We actually were supposed to train yesterday, but yeah, it was a busy day yesterday, so. Mm-hmm. I, tell us about the Boogeyman, the name. Now, you yesterday on the call, you kind of mentioned some backstory on it, but for those listening, there's probably a lot of people out there who are like, you know, every, every bodybuilder has a nickname, whether it's the mm-hmm. boogeyman, the mutant, the definition, the gift. I mean, they're, they all have these cool names. So did you... Was this a self-titled name that you gave yourself? Did somebody give it to you? Where did it originate from? So this is a name I actually give myself, you know? Like I said, you know, like my background is, you know, I came from making skates and all that, all that. So, and then coming into fitness industry and, you know, trying to get my pro card, and I'm asking myself, how can I make this relatable to my audience? Because... No, not to know my audience. They just want me to see. They just want to see me do some crazy shit. Mm-hmm. They want to see me run through the wall, hit protein powder, flex on the CCTV, whatever. So I'm like, how can I make this entertaining to them? You know, me competing and stepping on stage. So I thought, you know what? I think I need a nickname. You know, something that's scary, something that's opposite, blessing, blessing's a little bit kind of stuff. You know. So I was watching uh, one of my favorite movies, actually John Wick. You know, so that's where that 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 uh, boogeyman came from. And um, yeah, man, I thought it was a, I thought it's a really cool name. And 2017, 
you know, I, I announced it and I started marking, I stopped promoting, I started making skates and funny videos and just promoting that name all over and uh, in Ireland. And then he got, that name got huge all over Europe. And 2017, that's when we launched, actually, well, with my previous sponsor, we launched a pre-workout at the Boogeyman. And, you know, you guys know how that went. And, um, yeah, it seems like a name that everybody really likes. And it's, it's very interesting, especially, you know, being part of that, being part of that Olympian story and bringing that vibe, that energy, you know, that Boogeyman persona, you know, to that stage, I think it's very interesting and we excite people. It's so the the news became official yesterday. You signed a multi year deal with Muscle Tech, which a lot of people will call a legacy brand, and it is, and, and a lineage mm-hmm. of professional bodybuilders that have been sponsored and been part of Team Muscle Tech over the years. Everybody from Jay Cutler to Phil Heath, uh, I'm Dexter Jackson. I mean, the list is long and long. And now blessing, you're you're there. You're the poster child of Muscle Tech, and as they move back into sort of reinvigorating the brand, putting a focus back on bodybuilding. Because for a while, and I've said this to Eric and the crew up in Toronto, I'm like, they lost their identity. They lost their way. Um, and now they're getting back to being part of the bodybuilding. They're going to be at the Olympia. You're obviously a big part of it. What was the deciding factor for you? Because you were courted by Rise, Gat, Dragon Pharma, BSN, all these big brands. What was the deciding factor that made you say, yep, I want to be with Muscle Tech? You know, it's a, it was a dude, literally, that last, you know, last, uh, was it uh, October, right? It was a tough month. Literally, I was losing sleep, you know, just based on, and of course, I hate to disappoint people and I hate to waste people's time, you know, but again, this is business. You have to give everybody opportunity to introduce themselves, mm-hmm. you know, and get, because you never know, you know, so I'm always trying to leave, you know, uh, 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 how you say, you know, a good taste in mm-hmm. people's mouth, just in case, you know. So, so I listened to everybody, we talked to everybody, and some of the offers were fucking ridiculous. They just go from one to the top to the side, just kept, and it just kept getting higher and higher. And, 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 and um, to be honest, I had my eyes fixed on rice, you know. I talked to Nick, Nick's a really nice dude, and you know, they showed a lot of interest and they actually sent the contracts and stuff. And then, you know, Muscle Tech came along. And now, this Muscle Tech is the brand that, you know, when I discovered bodybuilding in 2012, Muscle Tech, literally, they were the shit. Mm-hmm. They had everybody on the roster. I remember seeing them at the expo and it was impossible to get to the booth because of the amount of people Waiting in line, acute in line to see Dexter Field, Jay, uh, I think Brent Warren, maybe Chris Comer was, I don't know. All those guys were there. You know, so Muscle Tech has always been, you know, that that huge, it's like a huge tree in the finish. And of course, they went quiet for a while. You know, so when they reach out to me, and, you know, now, like I said, you know, I, I'm not the type of guy to jump from one brand to another. It's like, listen, I don't want to repeat this again, mm-hmm. you know, and, that's what makes it so hard. Like, how do you know which one is the best one? How do you know which brand is like, you know, maybe the hot right now? What what does the next five years look like? Mm-hmm. You know, so those are the things that I kind of like, you know, brought into consideration and just talked so careful about. So when Mozart Tech came along, I did I did my research, you know, knowing that they've been around since 1995, and they were bought by uh, a huge... Mm-hmm. A company from China, Lovey, 
you know, for fucking crazy amounts of money. (laughs) And they are still around, you know? So they have a great track record, you know? And literally, we were just in, uh, it was was two weeks ago when we were in, uh, we were wandering. And boom, muscle tech. Yep. Literally, they're everywhere. You know, so knowing that that security is there, they are not going nowhere. And, of course, they make one of the best supplements. You know, I, I got to trace, trace, uh, taste their pre-workout. Literally amazing. Right. You know, I know their track record. And when I got to talk to uh, – and what secured this was the, 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 the connection uh, my wife and myself had with Eric and Scott because we were in a FaceTime with them and we had a great chat. And, you know, they, they seems like they, they seems like they've known me forever. They were telling me about all the content that I used to come like, Wow, shit, you guys remember those? So we had this connection, this vibe that just kind of solidified everything. And we were just able to, you know, talk and come down to, to a really good uh, uh, agreement. And it was, it was, it was no brainer. Literally, it was, it was, it was doubt that, that. I mean, it, it was literally it was no brainer. It feel, it feels good. I feel like I'm where I need to be. It fits the person I am and. It's kind of pulled me like it's a little bit of a pressure because you know uh, Montezac is a legacy brand, and they've sponsored a lot of legends. You know, so knowing, you know, who they've been around and the type of track record they carry, the type of people they've been sponsored, and now the boogeyman, it feels like I got a lot of work to do because I got to prove myself. Right. You know, because a lot of these guys, a lot of the guys, they, they went on to do great things, and I feel like. I'm in that league. I can go on to do great things as well with the right team by my side. And knowing that Mustard Tech is coming into the sport with full force, and, and I know how Mustard Tech be. When they're ready to do something, they go hard. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. so this really pumped sure. me up. And it just, it just, uh, it was no brainer for me. It was, it, was, it was an easy one. I got two final questions for you, and then we'll wrap this up. The first is the, you're the prominent figure at muscle tech now and at redcon you were a big figure but kai was there and they had like cedric McMillan. i mean they had a plethora that brian shaw so mm-hmm. i i'm not going to say that you were like the guy at, at redcon with all the respect but you're the fucking guy at muscle tech now like you are the guy there what type of pressure do you put on yourself to help that brand and to carry that brand as if it was your own because people are going to be looking at you and you only you know for the most part in this so is there pressure that you put on yourself to perform for them Definitely, there's a, there's a little bit of pressure, and you know, and uh, like I said, it feels right because you know, my vi- I, I've always believed in myself, you know, and I believe I've got what it takes to be the best at what I do because I know the hours of work that I put into this. And having Muscle Tech uh, to back me up right now, I feel like Muscle Tech are literally uh, in the center of bodybuilding. You know, because everybody loves to, everybody loves to have a go at the boogeyman. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of haters out there. There's a lot of lover, uh, a lot of a lot of supporters out there. You know, but one thing they know damn sure is whenever they mention the boogeyman, that there's a lot of conversation. There's a lot of engagement. There's a lot of comments, whether negative or positive. This is why this guy Nick McGilly can't can't get enough of the boogeyman. <laughs> you know, so that pressure is there, and I feel like I got what it takes to, you know take Muscle Tech to that next level, you know? And that's why I say, you know, my goal this year is to get as close to that title as possible. And then next year, by next year, we'll put a 
game plan together and we will be able to put a time frame where I'll be able to secure that Olympic title, which I believe I can win the Olympic title. I feel like I got what it takes. And, and, and I guess the Muscle Tech, they see that potential. And that's why, you know, we're having this competition right now. And it's just so motivating, so inspiring. You know, this some of the things that I lost towards the end, my, end of my time with Wrecking One, you know, I lost that fire because I feel like it's like it's not there anymore. And now I feel like less inspired, less motivated to go out and create. You know, since that talk with Muscle Tech, again, because of that pressure, because of that, you know, that, that, that mainstream, it just motivates me to go out and do more, even grind a little bit harder in the gym, post a little bit more extra every morning, do that extra little bit more cardio so I can be the best I can be and able to represent Muscle Tech at the highest level. Last question for you, Blessing. The common theme on this podcast and yesterday's conversation uh, to me was loyalty and family. You always want to feel like you're part of something and part of a family. But talk to me about your own family. How important is it for you to be, you know, obviously, a strong husband to be there, you know, obviously, as you grow your family, um, you know, during or post bodybuilding? What does family mean to you? You know, family, family, dude, family's everything, man, you know, and, you know, my, my story and my path is a little bit different, and it took me a while to truly understand what family really means, because, you know, I left home at nine years old, no, no father, no mother, I was smuggled from Nigeria to Ireland, and I grew up uh, with, I got five brothers, and the oldest one was living in Ireland back then, so we were able to Nine years old, got to Ireland. We were the immigration were able to locate him, so he took me in. He became my guardian, him and his wife. So, you know, I grew up with him, and because my family, well, five brothers, one sister, we've never been together. It's always like everyone just always. So it took me a while to really, you know, know the value of family, you know, and the family tree and the family support system. Until I met my, you know, my my girlfriend, my wife now, you know, and getting to know her, you know, for Christmas we go to to a family house, you know, it was a home of uh, three girls, you know, and they are always together. They ate together. They ate on one table, you know, highly educated people, you know, with father, mother, and I remember the first time I, you know, saw all of this going on one of the Christmas and everybody again they give this is the thing I never had, you know, the poor kid from Africa. You know, so I'm like, yo, stuff like this actually exists. And I seen how they supported each other and I'm like, wow, I wanted this for my family too. You know? Now bear in mind I did not go home for twenty one years. I did not see my father and my mother for twenty one years. You know, I left home two thousand and two, nine years old, you know, now in the USA. Because when I left home, you know, poor family, and my goal is to, I'm the, I'm the last one, right? And I always see myself as the chosen one, you know? So it's, I feel like I carry all this pressure, and I promised myself I would never go back home until I got something to show. And, of course, in the meantime, with our social media, I was able to take care of my family, right. send them money here every month. So that's why I didn't go home, because I'm like, why go home? You know, when I got nothing, I know people can't understand it, but that was the mindset, to be the best. Go home, help family out. So being around my girlfriend's family, see how they are, and it's always been a dream of myself to get my family together. So after winning the New York Pro, qualified for the Olympia, now I'm on a whole nother level. 
I decided to go back home and see my family. It was, dude, I cried so many times, you know, seeing my dad, you know. It was, uh, it was very, very emotional. We were, we, I, I think we stayed, I stayed home for two weeks. And that two weeks, we were all together in this hotel. That's awesome. Every morning, we, all my uh, brothers, nephews, nieces, it was like 15, 20 of us. Every morning, we get together, we ate. So being around that, that energy, you know, it literally changed my life forever. You know, and then explain to them what I do. Explain what bodybuilding is. And then being able to receive some support system back in Nigeria, it was literally like a meteor, meteor tour for me. Yeah. I'm sure you guys saw some of the videos. I was on TV news. I was on, I was everywhere doing interviews. So being around like family, home, that support, it means everything to me. That's awesome, dude. And going into Olympia now, do you know what I'm doing? Now, actually, three of my brothers are going to be flying to Vegas for the first time to see me compete at a bodybuilding show. So this is this area has been such a crazy year. You know, I have my family behind me now, you know, being sponsored by Muscle Tank, you know, and, and uh, dude, that's why I say, you know, I am in a really good men- mental space right now, and we just so dangerous. Well, dude, we wish you nothing but the best in, sure. in December, a couple weeks out. Uh, amazing story about the reconnection with your family. Keep being you. That's the biggest thing. Like, don't change. You have it, which I love. Appreciate you taking the time on it. Go kick some ass in a couple